0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Coffee on Purpose. Apologies for our late arrival. There was some digital snafu going on. Anything that can't go wrong will go wrong, especially when people are playing with Microsoft Edge. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> technical we are,
1: difficulties. That's right,
0: but we are here now my name is Scott Perry. I am Chief Difference Maker at Creative On Purpose. This is an episode of Coffee On Purpose, where I get together and have a caffeinated conversation with a, a Difference Maker that inspires me. And we are here to just unpack a word or an idea as it might apply broadly to Difference Making. I am delighted to have my friend Sophie Johannan here with me today, and we're here to talk about mentorship. So Sophie, before we, we dive in, just give our viewers a, a sense of who you are, what you're up to these days, and where people can go to learn more about you and the difference you're making.
1: Thank you. So. My name is, my full name is Mary Sophie Yohanan. I go by my middle name, which is Sophie. So thank you for that. Um, You know, I think that's that's one thing I'll start off. Identity is really important. Knowing people's names and their backgrounds and being genuinely curious um, about what they do, what they're passionate about, what makes them tick um, is very important to me. And it's, I think, for me, the first step towards um, a successful mentorship is relationships. You know, re- relationship building, and it's not—it's—it's it's not a one-story building, right? There are multiple floors, and it's an ongoing process. So, I am currently a clinical evaluation scientist at a large medical device company called Boston Scientific. I have been in the clinical research space for over 18 years and uh, before that in different roles and different therapeutic areas, um, cardiology and uh, oncology and uh, gynecology, neurology, psychiatry um, and integrative medicine before that. So I it took me a while to find my niche, I think, and I think I'm here. So... Why is mentorship important to me? Um, I've had so many mentors in my career along the way. I still have, I have one right now and I'm sure I'll always have one. Um, so I think it's really important to pass on what we learn. I think in past generations, you know, that has been a natural thing where from one generation to the next, um, wisdom and knowledge is passed on and uh, from one, from a senior to a junior, um, or to someone more, from someone more experienced to less experienced, these things are naturally passed on. But I've found recently that it's not so natural anymore. Um, it's become it's become awkward and we've become disconnected and you know it becomes you know we have to go searching for a mentor and we have to really scratch and claw to to find someone who's willing to spend some time with us and i think as i get older i start thinking about this that you know if we don't pass on our knowledge as we're learning as we're as we're becoming an expert in something at the end of this life what have we done right you know it's it's finite, you know, so if we don't pass on our knowledge, where's the value in everything that we've done? Everything is, is limited. So I think it's really important to pass on um, that knowledge, to pay it forward um, and give freely. And I think time, our time is probably one of the most valuable commodities. Um, so... That's something I believe in very passionately. And that's why I host a mentorship uh, discussion forum within an audio only social media app called Clubhouse. I started that this year and it's very important to me.
0: Yeah, I love it. I I love this topic because it's... Um, i I think often about you know like what's the difference between mentorship coaching teaching you know and um and i also think that in any of those kind of roles which you know sometimes are conflated and confused with each other and i think they are different but in any of those roles there's kind of the formal variety and then the yes. informal variety um, mm-hmm. so I'm just curious like I mean I'm happy to to, to to kick off but like when you think about like how is mentorship different than a coaching relationship or a teaching uh, relationship how do you see how do you see the difference
1: for me personally um, I see mentorship as more of a two-way street whereas instruction or coaching is it could be two-way but very often it's, it's one way. I'm also an instructor for a company called Clinical Research Fast Track. I'm a clinical research um, instructor and coach there. So um, that's a very different dynamic where I have um, a bunch of students and I am lending my experience, my background knowledge of what I've been through in, in research to um, the, the curriculum they're learning as they're moving forward. So it's more of a a one-way relationship. And sure, I I get something out of that relationship. I can see them grow, I I see them learn, I see them advancing, that's feeding me. Um, But there isn't a fully two-way learning pathway that way. Whereas with mentoring, you can be the mentor or the mentee and you can learn from each other It doesn't have to be a one way, you know, an instructor teaching someone. You can be trading skills. You can be trading talents. You can be filling each other's holes. And that's what I find so fascinating and valuable about mentorship. Sometimes I meet someone much younger than me who is looking for a mentor. And most of the time during my interactions with this person, I end up learning a lot more than I planned, a lot more than the mentee thinks mm-hmm. I might learn because new people, especially a lot of young people entering the workforce now come in with a very different perspective than I did You know, when I started, um, a fresh perspective and they have, um, technology is kind of second nature to them. They wouldn't have had this difficulty that I had uh, getting onto the the platform. So I learn a lot um, just from that perspective. I try to stay open and um, willing to to receive. And that's why I think mentorship is such a rich relationship, a rich process, if you stay open.
0: Yeah, I I think that, at their best, all three relationships borrow from each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I've written about, you know I, I see that that um, you know instruction is when someone has access to information or insight, and they are dripping it out to you, you know through yes. some sort of curriculum. Yes. And in the internet age, you know, where all the information is kind of available, instruction is not as valuable as it used to be which is maybe why so many people are deciding that they're kind of done with formal education especially advanced education um you know teaching um like coaching and like the way that you're describing mentorship at its best bakes in this element of um of accompaniment of being doing the work with with each other, with and for each other, and that yes. there's this component of learning by doing. Yes. Um, I d- just, early, last week, as I was thinking about this t- subject and this conversation with you, I, I had an interesting exchange um, in LinkedIn through private message where someone, uh, you know, roughly my age, um, who was really resonating with some of the things that I was sharing on like said, Hey, I would love for you to be my mentor. And I asked like, what, what does that mean? And, and it turned out that, um, what he, he really wanted was free coaching <laughs> as opposed to, you know, and that's, and I think that sometimes mentoring gets a bad rap because, um, we because people approach it that way like i can't afford coaching or i can't um I, I i don't have access to to teaching so i will get a trusted advisor um, an elder or, or what have you mm-hmm. mentor me um and i don't think that that's a very healthy way to make progress like you have no. if you're going to be in, if you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be you have to have stakes. You have to have something invested in in the relationship.
1: Yes, exactly. And I've talked about this in my room, um, uh, the discussion room, mentorship discussion room, is that it has to be a two-way street when it's mentorship. The mentor has to get something out of it as well as the mentee. It's not instruction. It's not the same as, I mean, there are some overlaps, like you said, of course, there's some overlapping. There is some imparting of knowledge that comes from the mentor to the mentee, sure. But it's more experiential, right? It's more situational. It's not textbook. It's not instructional. It's not a one-way street. So the mentee has to do the work. And we we talked about this um, in the discussion room. The mentee has to do the work and what's coming from the mentor is more like guidance you know a pathway uh, a steering a little bit of steering you know Um, so if you have the background if you as a mentee have the background to do what you need to do achieve your goals and you have the time to invest uh, and you have you have the basic skills but you need some direction you need some steering along the way that's what a mentor is for someone to kind of guide you along the way someone to check in with maybe once a month or once a week or whatever arrangement you you come up with um, to see does that make sense is your is your pathway making sense how does it align with my pathway you know a lot of times people choose mentors who have traveled that path before mm-hmm. you know so it doesn't mean both paths have to be exactly the same, you know. But if you are veering far away from the path, you know your mentor will be able to tell you that. So that's that's the value of a mentor. It's definitely not instructional, yeah. and I think a lot of mentees um, really forget that that this is not instruction. And, you know, they have to value the mentor's time and expertise, especially, you know, if this is not, um, you know, a business, we are just offering our expertise or giving our experience or advice uh, to someone who is coming up in the same path and we're trying to share experience. Um, yeah, it, the, the mentor's time should really be valued and considered when questions are posed or when meetings are scheduled it has to be you know uh i think the structure the schedule and the the kind of homework should be done by the mentee
0: yeah well and, and another thing that bubbles up for me in thinking about you know the best versions of this that i've experienced whether it's men being being a mentor, or being mentored, being coached, or being or, or coaching, being a teacher, or being taught, mm-hmm. is that um, it has mm, there's 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 recognition of where someone is, recognition of where they want to be, um, and then unpacking together what's really in the way, and holding space and actually creating like the empathetic generous tension that helps the person seeking guidance to arrive at their own truth so it's very it's not very helpful you know so so often i i see coaching mentoring and teaching done poorly which is you've got a problem i'm gonna give you the solution you're no. I'm, yeah, that's, tricks you this is you know you need you you don't know where you're going I'm gonna give you a map and i think at its best coaching teaching and mentoring is um, I, I see here and understand where you are and where you want to be let's build a compass and, and teach you how to use it so that you can find your own way yes. um, through you know the obstacle that you probably put in your own way um, yes I've seen it that way
1: sometimes it's just reflection, right? A lot of times, I would say at least fifty percent of the time, a mentor is just a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, reflecting back the the goals, the obstacles, the talents, the the skills, everything that the mentor mentee has already in his or her tool bucket. and you know, how to put those tools and those puzzle pieces together and make sure that we are on time, we're on track. It's kind of like, you know, for anyone who has joined Weight Watchers, you know, we count calories and all those things. Um, we measure the food. It's not anything that we don't know. There isn't, you know, some new um, incredible uh, uh, knowledge that's being imparted. It's just holding you accountable and giving you a direction a a schedule and a pathway you know just something to follow so you're not on your own trying to get through the forest right
0: yeah Yeah. well there's a term so back in um 2019 right before um the pandemic you know hit here in the united states my wife and i Participated in Chip Conley's uh, Modern Elder Academy, and one of the things that they talk about there is the concept of mentorship. And so, what uh, and I don't think it's necessarily Chip's terminology, but he certainly um, has been a a, an exponent of it. It's this idea of um, combining. Mentor-mentee relationships with the idea of being an intern, someone that is, you know, again learning by doing, and yeah. I, I really love that kind of framing because it it clarifies that um, that idea of accompaniment yes. and doing mm-hmm. and that work is going to be done, not just yes. not just wisdom imparted, not just advice being imparted, but um, that you're 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 solving an interesting problem together. Yes it requires that you both put forth some time, attention and effort into doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Most internships, even in the, the old fashioned or original traditional uh, definition of the term, when you are an intern, usually you don't know everything there is to know to do that job, right? So you're learning along the way. How are you learning? somebody has to mentor you, right? Somebody with more experience, more knowledge, um, more seniority has to guide you along the way and then you do it. And as you do it, you learn more and you get more proficient and more confident. And so there's sometimes mentoring happening without people knowing about it, Mm -hmm. right? So I like the idea of a mentee taking the initiative. Right. If a mentee reaches out to you and says, I would love for you to be my mentor, that's a good first step because the mentee took the initiation. Okay, what is a mentor to you? What do you want to get out of this? What is your schedule? What is your goal and what can you put into it? What can you invest? What are you bringing to the table? Mm -hmm. And then what kind of time and skills can you invest into it? You know, is my question whenever someone asks me to be their mentor, because it should, the initiation and the drive should come from the mentee, you know, and I fill in where I have some experience or I have some knowledge that I can impart. Or if I see them going off a little bit uh, in the wrong direction, I might guide them, but I'm not going to force them. I can tell them what I think and then that person has to decide, yes, I'm going to move back to this direction. Oh, no, I'm going to continue along this path. That's still up to them, right? Okay.
0: So just a couple quick, uh, we have some folks tuning in on the various channels. So we're ap- appearing on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn simultaneously. So Ankit mm-hmm. is appreciating what he's hearing uh, over there on YouTube. And I think uh, Meredith is a mutual friend. Um, who is a big supporter of the work that we're doing here. We Meredith and I had a really interesting conversation on a Monday about improvisation. She's a, a genius expert at uh, bringing, weaving that into the work that you're doing. Um, I lo- What I love about that idea of mentorship is that level of... Um, of investment and account- accountability, accountability that you yes. uh, and so it's it's just for me that that's an even more powerful framing, and j- just to give people some you know pragmatic advice, practical advice for like if they're they're listening to this conversation and they're thinking, oh, you know, I I am actually a person that would probably benefit from seeking a mentor, or I am someone that feels that I might be. Um, able to invest some time in being a mentor. What's wh- What would you say are pragmatic kind of first steps? H- how does someone that seeks a mentor go about finding the, a, a mentor, the best mentor, or at least a, a, an all right mentor for right now? Um, and if someone on the other side has time and a willingness to invest um, how can they present themselves uh, to more of the right people that, that might be looking for the kind of mentorship they, they can provide?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good question. I think the best place to start is your place of employment or your school or university or college because that's where you already have relationships, right? And I, that's what I said in the beginning, relationships are the most important first step, that relationship building. So, reaching out to your um, if you're at a, a company, a corporate um, environment, reaching out to your ERGs, your employee resource groups is one good way to look for a mentor. Um, if you're at a college or university or school, you know, they have uh, guidance for that and probably multiple branches where you can where you can look. The other, we talked about formal versus informal, right? So the other uh, place you can look is, you know, within your own context, sometimes you have mentors that you've been talking to and interacting with on a daily basis and you don't even know it. But if you find someone who seems to have that knowledge or experience or wisdom that you wish you had, approach that person, just like someone approached you, Scott, and asked you, I would like you to be my mentor. You know, that's another good way. Um, If you looked in my LinkedIn profile, you'll see a lot of posts um, after my mentorship room. After every mentorship room, I post all the learning that we gather together. And I've structured the room um, very similar to how I consider mentorship to be, a two-way street. And it's it's a gathering of, of people sharing their knowledge. It's not one person. It's not one direction. It's back and forth. Um, and so, all of the, neural, the learning that we've gathered, accumulated in that room, is is posted um, on LinkedIn in my profile. We have a lot of links there to um, mentorship opportunities. I am a mentor for the National Junior uh, Humanities and Science Symposium. So that is run by the U.S. military for gifted high school students who are interested in STEM careers and looking for. People in STEM who are already in STEM careers, professionals, to kind of mentor them through that symposium process, um, and I didn't search for this. You know, someone reached out to me and said, "You look like you would be someone good for this, this role. Would you be interested?" You know, sometimes once you start. Uh, and you you reach out for a role, if you're interested in being a mentor, you have some time to give. Once you reach out for one or volunteer time for one, it kind of makes connections to other avenues and becomes like a spider web of opportunity. So I would say just get started.
0: There you go. Some good advice from Andrea that uh, for small business owners, starting with a small development uh, Small Business Development Center. That's a, a great suggestion. The the thing that I guess I would say um, is start where you are with what you have and who you already know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think oftentimes when people are thinking about like, oh, I I I'm ready to to level up in whatever enterprise or endeavor you want to level up in, and I have to find the right mentor, the right coach, the right teacher, and you know, it prevents us from getting started by just going ahead and um, getting going with an all right mentor. Exactly. Right now. So, you know, Mm -hmm. these, these relationships are not marriages. Like one of the things I I love to say to my clients is, you know, I'm thrilled to be your coach for now. I certainly don't Mm -hmm. want to be your coach forever because that would be evidence that I'm not very good at my job. My job is to get as far as I can help you get, and it will be time for you to find find your next coach. And I I developed that mostly um, during my years as a guitar teacher, where I would see over time like students just continuing to take lessons because we had like this personal relationship, but it wasn't really moving the needle in terms of their performing anymore or yeah. their, their technique or or training. And I would say, oh, you know, I think I think we're done. Like I think I've taken you as far as. I can take you and i can refer you to this person that person or maybe it's just time for you to take what you know and have have fun um or maybe even try your hand at teaching what what you've already been taught so i just think there's there's value in that the other is to not um to 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 some of my greatest mentors are people i have never met people that are um Historical figures whose, you know, journal, but diary, yeah. uh, biography—I've—I've—I've I've, I've read, or people that I really only know through their content that yep. they put out in uh, digitally. But I, I am able to use that and leverage that as if they were um, a, a mentor. I just call them my my virtual mentors. And uh, another way to think about that is, you know, like, who are your heroes? You can you can learn a lot. <laughs> from just paying attention to how the people that you seek to be more like, um, engaged with the, the, their challenges and their path in terms of making progress in their endeavor.
1: Absolutely, I think I did something very similar with someone uh, in, the re- in the clinical research space. When I was certified in 2011, I started following this person and uh, she was a, a leader in our local chapter so I used to follow her work and her recommendations, and she she put out um, some podcasts and some recordings from her seminars, and I would watch. And then I, I, I met her in between, but very briefly. And then in 2019, I finally had a chance to work with her. And I told her, by the way, you've been my mentor since 2011, unbeknownst to you, because I've been following your work and your recommendations and your advice and thank you so much you know for all everything that you share and after that of course our, our relationship changed a bit the dynamic uh uh deepened probably uh, a little bit but yeah i can absolutely see how that's valuable and some of us do it without even realizing it
0: you know well as our half hour together is is coming to an end Sophie, i'm if someone has been listening to this conversation and recognizes that um, in their desire to fly a little bit higher, and the difference only they could make, they could actually use, um, you know, some sort of mentor, coach, teacher, some relationship that will help them um, step into their potential and, and deliver on their promise. What would what would your advice be in terms of like what's what's the next step that they can take after uh, after this conversation ends?
1: I would encourage you to come join my mentorship room in Clubhouse because we have people from multiple different professions in there. And it's been amazing how people meet each other just by listening. The great thing about Clubhouse um, that I like to say, it's it's the great leveler because you can only hear, you can't see each other. So we can't judge each other based on what we're wearing or what we look like, or we can only judge each other based on the passion in our voices, what we're, you know, concerned with, what we're talking about. And you can tell if someone is um, an expert in their field by the way they're speaking. Right. So I I find it so helpful. And from there people have branched off and found mentors, even within their own institution where they work, they hadn't thought of before. You know, so I would start with, you know, where you are, come to the mentorship room, look at my posts in in LinkedIn. And there are also multiple uh, government uh, websites, Mm -hmm. depending on what field you're in, uh, to look for a mentor, uh, intern, uh, mentorship. (laughs) That, That was great. So, yeah, I would start with what you know start with where you're connected but really know what you want know who you are know what you want where you're going and how you think you're gonna get there that pathway might change but have a plan first before you um, before you approach a mentor because the initiation should start from the mentee
0: that's really, really good advice. I love this conversation, Sophie, and really appreciate the work that you're doing in this space. Uh, I highly recommend um, joining Sophie's uh, Clubhouse Room. I understand that there's going to be someone that looks a lot like me. Uh, in conversation. <laughs>
1: December 2nd. <laughs> Make sure you join on December 2nd. We are having a whole star lineup on December 2nd, including you, Scott. It's um, going to be fun. It is gonna be be
0: really fun. I love uh I love these kind of conversations. I love um the kind of this I I call this empathetic antagonism, these conversations that get under your skin in a good way that make you scratch an itch that maybe you hadn't realized you needed to scratch. Uh, If you have an inkling that you're capable of being and doing more and better with more of the right people, I would say that that is true. And mentorship is uh, one of many levers that you can start to tug on that will help you ratchet your forward progress. So really appreciate this conversation, Mary Sophie. Check her out on LinkedIn. It's always great to see you as well at Creative On Purpose and uh, yeah. Thanks so much, we'll see you very, very soon.
1: Thank you.